What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode six of Lockdown Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani, and I am exhausted right now recording this on Tuesday night leading into Wednesday when I will upload this thing. This is the second podcast I've recorded tonight. I've made a video, watched a game, worked as well today, so I am pretty exhausted, but we're going to fight through it. Do have a few things to talk about, not a whole lot. This team and spring training in general doesn't give you much to cover outside of the young pitchers, which I've already talked about. And I believe Wednesday, Casey Mize will pitch, so that will give us something to talk about on Thursday's show. Tigers played yesterday. They lost 5-1, to one, only got two hits against the Twins. So not a whole lot to discuss, but there is one guy that I do want to talk about because I do still think he's an intriguing piece of this farm system. He homered yesterday, and that was Cody Clemens, second baseman from the University of Texas. Yes, the son of Roger Clemens, all-time great, all-time controversial pitcher in Major League history. Struck out 20 twice, the only pitcher to ever do that. And this is his offspring, and he was a beast at Texas. Second-round pick. Coming out of Texas, had a monster year his junior year. If I recall correctly, I think led the nation in home runs that year with 24. Had a 1,169 OPS. A remarkable year. One of the best players in the country was taken in the second round and has thus far underwhelmed in the minor leagues. Had an all right start to his minor league career in 2018 in 52 games. Had an 816 OPS, 288 batting average. Last season, uh, not not so great between uh, high A ball and double A. Only hit for a 231 average, a 708 OPS. This was kind of a high risk, high reward pick when the Tigers took him. And visually, you know, his highlight tape is probably going to be as impressive offensively as anyone else's. The reason I think he dropped to the second round is the fact that everyone saw him right away as a defensive liability, not a great athlete, probably a guy that was going to be moved around the diamond, maybe destined to be a DH or a first baseman at some point, which is fine. The Tigers have a long history now of drafting guys who are defensively inept but can hit the baseball. Unfortunately, Cody Clemens didn't do a whole lot of hitting last season. Now, still very young, going to be 24 this year. Can't rule him out as a potential prospect, but it's going to be a few years before we see him here, especially uh, if he can't get the bat going. But with that said, homered yesterday, his first home run of the spring. This was a guy who I was pretty excited about when they got him. I liked the the prospect of drafting proven college players. Uh, I just, I think there's something to be said about their mental makeup. You know, they've been through a few years of college ball. I think they're probably more developed and less raw than some of the high school players who go out and get, but sometimes they have they have a lower upside. And Cody Clemens, apparently, it seems, as though is a guy who needs uh, to make a lot of changes to his game before he can be considered a guy who's going to be getting the call up anytime soon. Another guy I want to discuss real quick is pitcher Kyle Funkhauser. Great name. Kyle Funkhauser was the 35th overall pick by the Tigers back in the 2015 draft after a pretty solid career at Louisville. He struggled with injuries and inconsistency. You know, there was a time when he was initially drafted that a lot of people believed he was going to be one of the headliners of this rotation in the major leagues going forward, and it just hasn't been the case. He's been remarkably inconsistent. Injuries have, have plagued him 
you look at his numbers from a year ago, they, they aren't pretty. 6-8, and eight, which record in general, that's kind of meaningless. But I had a 6-8 and eight record in 23 starts. 6.36 ERA, which is awful. You know, a high whip. 97 hits and 92 innings. Not not good numbers. 274 batting average against him. A lot of walks. 58 walks in 92 innings. That's abysmal. But has swing and miss stuff. 98 strikeouts in 92 innings. My guess, because this this farm system is already pretty filled with, with starting pitchers. My guess is that Kyle Funkhauser, who struggled a lot in spring already and who won't be uh, on this opening day roster by any means, might get called up at some point this season. It kind of seems like 2020 might be his last chance to figure things out. But I think his saving grace might be the bullpen because I think the strikeout numbers are intriguing. When you pitch one inning at a time, you don't have to worry as much about injuries and stuff like pitch count. And ultimately, like a lot of starters who end up becoming relievers, one of his biggest issues has been his inability to develop a third pitch. He's got a solid slider, fastball that peaks at around 95. You would think if he's pitching one inning at a time, he could that could even you know be bumped up to 96, 97. But no curveball really to speak of, no change up. I mean, he throws them, but they aren't considered weapons. He's got a long way to go with with both those pitches, and he is not getting any younger. You know, born in 1994, so he's going to be 26 in a couple weeks here. At a certain point, he he's going to have to find it, or he may just be one of those guys who who gets lost in the minor leagues forever. Which is which is sad because when he, when he was drafted, despite some injury issues, seemed like a guy who is going to be a key piece going forward and just hasn't been, and it's it's disappointing. Uh, that's probably going to be it for the first segment. Like I said, not a ton went on yesterday, not a ton to talk about, but in my second segment, I do want to talk about a guy that has oddly become very near and dear to my heart, and that's Jordan Zimmerman. Jordan Zimmerman entering the final year of his gargantuan and disastrous contract. I just want to talk about him as a presence in this clubhouse, him as a major league pitcher right now, and whether or not he's going to survive the last year of this five-year, $125 million deal. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. And we're back. And as promised, I wanted to devote an entire segment to this man. We're going to talk about Jordan Zimmerman here. Now, Jordan Zimmerman, I have weirdly developed a soft spot for. Maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome in that aspect where where things have just been so awful that I've kind of come full circle and, and grown attached to him, I guess. I think, look... No player over the last four or five years has been more ripped by yours truly than Jordan Zimmerman. The guy has driven me absolutely nuts. And uh, a majority of it, I stand by. You look at the numbers, I mean, minimum of 500 innings pitch, which is what he's had over the last four years combined. There hasn't been a major league pitcher that's been worse. Like, And I understand I have a tendency to be hyperbolic, but... That's that's not hyperbole. That's that's factual. No one has been worse. And even if this guy was getting paid a minimum wage, a minor league salary, he would still probably be the worst, you know, once every five day pitcher in all of baseball over the last four years. And it's sad to me because this was a guy who for a time was a darn good major league pitcher, man. He really was. 2011 to 2014 averaged 192 innings a year. 
3.00 ERA, great command, didn't walk a whole lot of batters, ate up innings, well, you know, became a really solid pitcher, an all-star caliber pitcher for the Washington Nationals, threw a no-hitter on the final day of the 2014 regular season uh, in, in, in a mortalized moment when Steven Souza Jr. made that diving catch to rob Christian Yelich of a hit preserving that no-hitter back in 2014. A great moment. This was a darn good pitcher. And had a, you know what? Had a pretty solid year in 2015 as well. The final year of his deal with the Nationals. Now, wasn't great. 13 wins, good. 3.66 ERA. That's a full run higher to what it was in 2014. Led the league in games pitched, so clearly durable. Threw over 200 innings. Hey, you know what? Those aren't bad numbers. Fastball dipped a little bit in velocity. Seemed like an all right pitcher. And when the Tigers signed him, I was happy. I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here, and I feel like kind of a fool in hindsight. When I heard the extent of the deal, I was surprised. But hey, you know what? Hey, you know this was still at a time when all of us, especially me, were very naive. Hey, you know what? It's Mike Illich spending. Ah, come on. What's the worst that could happen? What's he gonna What's he gonna do? Put up a six ERA? That's exactly what he did. And he had an amazing first month in Comerica for the Tigers. Was was the American League Pitcher of the Month in April of 2016? Was phenomenal. Was five and zero in five starts with a zero point five five ERA, spectacular. And hey, look, minor league, or I'm sorry, American League pitcher of the month, whatever you know. But still, some impressive numbers. This guy was dealing, and it was it was really fun to watch. And yeah, you know what? The fastball it dipped a little bit in velocity and wasn't getting the swings and misses that that he was getting when he was in Washington. But hey, dude wasn't giving up runs. Everything's peachy. This guy's going to be an ace. Verlander who? It's Jordan Zimmerman time, baby. He has since followed it up by being the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. And he has handled his steep and fast fall off of a freaking cliff with relative class. And I, maybe that's why I, even now, with my, my stone heart, feels a little bit bad ripping on Jordan Zimmerman because it's very clear that this guy is well aware of his shortcomings as a pitcher now. And it's very clear that he's donezo. I mean, this guy has nothing left in the tank. And that is very sad. It's very sad watching a pitcher who's on his last legs, who still clearly loves the game of baseball, but the game of baseball doesn't seem to love him back right now. This guy is getting pounded. Last season, 1-13, 6.91 ERA in 112 innings pitch. Gave up home runs, gave up hard contact. In fairness, does still throw a lot of strikes. I give him credit for that. And another thing people forget too, is he started the year really good. He was 2-0, and like almost threw a perfect game on opening day. So his last 21 starts, a 7.78 ERA. Jordan Zimmerman has been a disaster. Now the reason I'm talking about this now is for two reasons. One, if you're looking for the symbol, the definitive player that, in my opinion, has defined this most recent era of garbage Detroit Tigers baseball, it's Jordan Zimmerman. He represents everything wrong with this organization. The bloated contract, the the inability to pitch 
at all. A guy who clearly has no business being in the major leagues at this point. He represents all of it. Now, the question I've been asking myself is, will Jordan Zimmerman survive 2020? Will he be able to make it through this season without being DFA'd or cut or whatever? And will they just eat the remainder of that contract? Because it doesn't matter at this point. You can't trade him. God knows there is no team that has taken that contract, even if he pitches well, which isn't going to happen. There's no, there, no one's taken that contract. It's a disaster. It is the worst contract in the history of the Detroit Tigers, probably in the history of Detroit sports. That's really saying something. They've had some doozies. Will he make it through this season? For the sake of my sanity, I don't think I can I can survive another full year of Jordan Zimmerman pitching every fifth day. Now, the Tigers, understandably, don't care about what I think. They don't care about my sanity, nor should they. Will he make it through the year? If I had to guess, I'm going to say, yes, he will. I think Jordan Zimmerman will survive the the entirety of the major league season somehow. I'm sure he'll probably get injured along the way at some point, but I think he will make it to the end of this season being dragged by his hair the entire time, and it's going to be very ugly. Now, my dream, my dream, and this will never happen because nothing ever works out this well and because this organization can't have nice things. My dream is that you trade Boyd at the deadline, you cut Zimmerman, and who knows, maybe Yvonne Nova or Daniel Norris will be on the IL at some point, and you call up Mize Manning and Scooball all in the same week. I think that would be a wonderful transition. The The death of Jordan Zimmerman's tenure here may symbolize the beginning of a new era, hopefully. That would be my dream. I don't think that'll happen. I think he's been, he's been a good boy here. As terrible as he's been, the organization likes him. Now, they really like Donnie Ball Sanchez, too. And in 2017, they spread him as thin as they could spread him until eventually they just said, dude, you're not pitching well. You got to be DFA'd. Now, they did bring him back at the end of the year, and Sanchez has gone on to somehow revive his career and pitch some very good baseball for the Nationals last year, winning a World Series with them, which was a, a very cool moment, and I'm happy for him. That's not going to happen with Jordan Zimmerman. This guy is donezo. So I want to know collectively to the people listening to this podcast, do you think Zimmerman will survive the season? Do you think the Tigers will will call it quits and cut ties with him before the end of the year? Or do you think he is going to be here to stay until the end of 2020 and be the ultimate symbol for what continues to be the biggest tank job, and arguably, in Detroit pro sports history? Let me know what you think. And you can let me know on this show's Twitter. That's at Tigers. You can let me know on my personal Twitter. That's at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can let me know through email, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And we're going to be doing a Friday mailbag here real soon. So please send me a question through there. Say, hey, Chris, got a question for the podcast. What do you want me to answer? We're going to talk about it. We actually covered more ground today than I thought we would. I was worried about how much time this would take up, but I think we got a, a good podcast out. I appreciate it. All of you guys listening, thank you so much for your support. This has been uh, a, a fun experience so far. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.